the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Okay, here is an example of what happens when you begin questioning the final absolute authority of Scripture. You begin to allow culture to have as much impact on your life as Scripture. You begin making decisions biblically, doctrinally, theologically, according to the culture that is around you, rather than allowing God to speak. Well, you have to interpret that culturally, because, you know, when Paul wrote that, he had no idea what people would be thinking, believing, doing in 2023. You hear that all the time. Well, uh, uh, Paul could not certainly have known Uh, When David wrote that, when Isaiah wrote that, when Matthew wrote that, when Peter wrote that, when John wrote that, he could not possibly have known what would be happening today. And so we have to interpret it in light of—wait, wait, 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 wait. If we believe— that every word of Scripture is indeed inspired by God, which is what 2 Timothy 3.16 says. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, which literally means the breath of God. All Scripture is given by the very breath of God. That's 2 Timothy 3.16. If you believe, then, that the Holy Spirit of God is the actual supreme author of the Bible— and he just used human instruments. Now, think, hang hang with me, all right? Walk with me through this. And by the way, Bob in Delaware, I'm going to come to you in just a moment. Hang tight, but I, I, I've got to finish this thought. If we truly believe what 2 Timothy 3.16 and many other verses say, it's the Holy Spirit of God that actually wrote the Bible using human instruments, and God is so powerful that he could even use their own temperament and their personality and so forth, and yet inspire every single word that they wrote. If that is true, then did the Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago know what would be happening in 2023? Would the Spirit of God 
have the power, the ability, the foresight, the omniscience to be able to write something that transcends culture. Um, yes, absolutely. Then that whole cultural... Do we need to understand the culture of the time? Yes, of course. Should we study the culture of the time? Yes, of course. What does it mean when it's talking about Jesus being the great shepherd? Do we we need to understand the principles of being a shepherd? Of course. Jesus is the bread of life. Do we need to understand how they made bread back then? They didn't have bread makers, and they didn't go down to Kroger's and get a loaf. Yeah, of course. It helps us understand it, but we do not change the meaning of Scripture in light of culture. And if we, if we leave that, we fall into the place that I've got a survey in my hand, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But I always do my best to defer to the phones, especially if it's a topic that we were just discussing. And I've got Bob in Delaware, Ohio, and uh, he wants to further the discussion on liberals and conservatives. Bob, welcome. You're up next on Bob Bernie Live. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Bob. Uh, I just wanted to say quickly that a simple, I would say I'm a conservative, I'm a liberal that believes in the inerrancy, infallibility, and authority of Scripture. But I, the key words are how I describe myself as a liberal, and then I'm an eight, I'm an 18th century liberal. <laughs> okay, elaborate, please. Well, I think that the definite, the definition of liberal has changed. I would agree with that. At, uh, if you look at the, if you look at the liberal, it meant they, from a governmental standpoint, it means that they believed in individual liberty. Sure. Decision with uh, an individual responsibility, not and not government providing everything, and not an overwhelming, overpowering government. I think, from a theological standpoint, it meant that an individual had the right to read their. From a theological standpoint, it meant that they had the right to read the scripture to understand it directly, and it wasn't just being hired, passed down by a church hierarchy. Okay. I I, I understand that. I, I really do. But here's the problem, Bob. Nobody, maybe except you and a handful of others, are using 18th century definitions for liberal and conservative. So if you say that you're a liberal, everyone is going to assume the 2023 definition of a liberal, which is someone who doubts, questions, authority. So that's that's, no, the, that's the problem. Well, I think, I think the 18th century liberals also doubted and questioned the authority of the, the, the authorities because they were questioning the authorities of the kingdom, the kings and the, the priests okay. and the, who were passing I, I, everything down. I would agree with that. They didn't have a constitution, which was their final yeah. authority. I would agree with you. Yeah. Interesting thoughts, Bob. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Bye-bye. I love this audience. Different opinions. Uh, but there are certain words. 
I don't use anymore, not because they're bad or because they're wrong, but because the definition has changed. It bugs me. It just drives me nuts. Like fundamentalist. All right? If you look at the strict definition of fundamentalist, I are one. All right? I am a biblical fundamentalist. But... I don't use that term anymore because it has been so perverted that if I say I'm a fundamentalist, somebody thinks I am a crazy Muslim terrorist. So I don't use it anymore. I say I'm a biblicist. I'm a Bible believer. I'm a Christ follower because that term has been misused. It has been kidnapped. And so I don't use it anymore. Uh, it, all right. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to be able to get into this just barely, but uh, hang with me and I'll, I'll finish it after the break. Listen to this headline, because this thing of questioning the authority of Scripture and trying to put the cultural aspect into it leads to this headline. Less than half of born-again Christians believe Jesus lived sinless life on earth according to recent study. Now, first, I question that if you can be a born-again Christian and not believe that Jesus was sinless, because if Jesus was God, he had to be sinless. If he committed sin, he was not God. And if he committed sin and he was not God, he could not save you. So the first thing I question, if anybody is truly born again who believes that Jesus sinned because they are denying the deity of Christ. But according to this new survey from Barna, less than half of people who claim to be born again believe that Jesus lived a sinless life. Now that is troubling. Incredibly troubling. Now, I've got to take a break. When we come back, let me give you some more results of this study. This is the result of what happens when you begin questioning the authority of God's Word and begin interpreting Scripture through the light of culture, feelings, emotion, rather than the fact of inspiration. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back as we wrap things up today in Columbus, Ohio, and in Tampa, Florida. Brand new survey done by the folks at uh, Barna, Barna Research, in conjunction with, uh, who is it? The Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. Quote, Since the COVID-19 pandemic began in 2020, fewer born-again Christians now say that Jesus lived a sinless life during his time on earth, and church attendance has dropped by some 15 
million people weekly, according to a new study. The findings come from the American Worldview Inventory 2023. Uh, Quote, while born-again Christians make up about one-third of all U.S. adults. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. Time out. No one is going to convince me that one-third of all adults in America are born-again Christians. I don't believe that statistically. I don't believe that biblically. Narrow is the road. Uh, so I, I've got a problem right right off the top. Uh, what that percentage is, I don't know, but no one. Listen, if a full one-third of all adults in America were true born-again Christians, do you really think we would be in the mess that we're in today? Anyway. Let me get back. All right. While born-again Christians make up about one-third of all U.S. adults and are considered the backbone of local church activity because of their higher level of commitment to the Christian faith, the study shows that between 2020 and 2023, the share of those who say they believe Jesus did not commit sins during his lifetime on earth fell from 58% to 40%. Four percent. Now, once again, if you do not believe in a sinless Jesus, I don't believe you're born again. Sorry, I you know, hey, that's my opinion. The, the, the ultimate decision is between you and God. But if there is No sinless Jesus, there can be no sacrifice for sin. Go back to the Old Testament. When it was time for the sacrificial lamb, what did they find? They wanted to find the perfect lamb, the lamb without blemish, the lamb without spot. We know that there was a whole flock of sheep that were bred just for the sacrifices. And then when it was time to, and they were the best of the best of the best. And when it was time to offer a sacrifice, they went out to that flock, which was the best of the best of the best. And from the best of the best of the best, they chose the best of the best. Well, Jesus is referred to as the spotless lamb of God. Scripture clearly teaches that Jesus was divine. He was 100% man, but he was 100% God. He was born of a virgin, supernaturally conceived by the Holy Spirit. If you do not have a sinless Jesus, you do not have a spotless lamb to die for the sins of the world. And yet, those who claim to be born again, only 44% believe that Jesus was sinless. This has come about because of the doubting of Scripture and the liberal left mainline Protestant denominations, but also those within evangelicalism 
that are de-emphasizing the authority of Scripture. Right now, probably the one in the biggest spotlight is Andy Stanley down in Georgia. You know, he says we've got to unhitch from the Old Testament. He has said publicly, I've played the clips on my program, that we do not believe that Jesus rose from the grave because the Bible says so. What? Huh? In many of his sermons in the last 10 years, he has questioned the authority of Scripture. When you begin to question the absolute authority of Scripture, then the door is wide open for every imaginable kind of heresy. Um, And then it goes on. Uh, Quote, fewer than half of born-again Christians now believe they have a unique God-given calling or purpose. What? They don't believe that God has a purpose for their life? Get this. The share of those who held that belief has fallen from 88% to a staggering 46% during the pandemic. What? This is part of this report. I don't understand. What in the world of the pandemic have to do with whether God has a plan for your life or not? Except that during the pandemic, more and more people who were regularly in church dropped out of church. Therefore, they were not under the solid teaching of Scripture. That's that's the only explanation I have. Um, belief in abortion. The Bible, the belief that the Bible is unambiguous in teaching about abortion. Now, 44%. Those who say human life is sacred. These are born people who claim to be born again. 48% of born-again Christians say that life is, all life is sacred. And it, it just goes on, gets worse, and I'm out of time. And maybe it's good that I'm out of time so my blood pressure can go down. (laughs) Folks, listen. The authority of Scripture, there is nothing more important. Thanks for joining me. Have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.